0: What's happening, guys? Sam Adams here, and welcome to a brand new episode of Caffeinate today for April the 19th of 2019. My name is Samuel Adams, and welcome to today's show. Of course, as always, I do hope this one finds you well, and if you happen to be brand new here, this is a daily gaming news podcast in which I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry, and I pack it up in one tight, neat little show for you to enjoy. Five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time right here, twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams. Now of course if you do want to watch the show in another format perhaps YouTube or podcast services that is also available and it's probably available where you get your podcast. But on top of that what are we going to be talking about today? Some pretty big news for Nintendo. It looks like the Switch could finally be coming to China thanks to a little company called Tencent. That is our headline story of the day. On top of that, Streamlabs has released its quarterly report, and Twitch is, unsurprisingly, still the streaming king. Though, YouTube is getting in big on the space, because YouTube Live has grown drastically over the course of the past few months. Halo The Master Chief Collection could be getting delayed on PC, however... It looks like it could still be on track. Again, this is just the testing we're talking about, uh, so keep that in mind as we do go about that discussion. Game Informer Australia has been shut down as part of that uh, GameStop 2.0 plan that we saw implemented a couple of weeks back. A remake of the PS2 era shooter uh, 8 is coming this November, I assume that it's 8, uh, I never actually played this, it's the game titled XIII, I'm going to go ahead and call it 8, let's go ahead and assume, uh, Overwatch's new escort map takes players to Cuba, and of course, as I always do, I'm trying to find you guys some free games some good deals and i've got a good deal for those of you that have the epic games store slash epic games launcher installed on your pc and that is pretty much our lineup for today's show uh, but again if you are new here i do hope you enjoy what i bring to the table but without further ado Let's go ahead and jump into it. Nintendo and Tencent gain approval to bring Switch to China. Nintendo and Tencent have joined forces in an attempt to bring the Switch to China, and the pair are making significant headway. As reported by Reuters, Chinese tech giant Tencent recently received approval from Regulator in the southern province of Guangdong to distribute the Switch and a test version of new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe in the country. The Chinese video game market is currently the largest and most lucrative in the world, making this a big victory for both companies. According to people familiar with the matter, the Guangdong approval will eventually lead to the Switch being sold nationwide, although no time frame for the rollout was given. Launching the Nintendo Switch in China is a massive opportunity for both Nintendo and Tencent, said Nuzu analyst Zhu. I'm going to go with that, explaining the significance of the news to Reuters. What sets Nintendo apart from competitors like Sony and Microsoft is that its intellectual property roster, including Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon, is already incredibly popular in the market. What's more, the mobile aspect of the Switch is a great fit for China's mobile-first culture. Nintendo's new partner, Tencent, was one of the companies affected by China's recent licensing freeze, which saw the new state administration of press and publication halt approvals in an attempt to weed out games that didn't abide by the government's values. The freeze prevented companies big and small from launching their games in China and created a massive approvals backlog that regulators have only recently begun to wade through. Fortunately for Tencent, test versions of games like New Super Mario Bros U Deluxe can be distributed without a license, meaning it can effectively skip the queue for now. that's pretty much where the situation stands as of today uh, but as the article says this is an absolutely massive deal just because of the potential uh, especially for the switch in the Chinese market Again, the biggest gaming market in the world, and it's very difficult to get into that uh, if you are an outsider trying to get into the market and not somebody that's already there. Again, to tap into Tencent, I think, is an incredibly interesting method uh, to go ahead and collaborate with them because Tencent has a lot of stake worldwide, but especially in the Chinese market. Uh, That's where you see a lot of their power being thrown around there. And again, this could be absolutely massive for Nintendo. This could bring in tons of revenue uh, because the Switch would be incredibly, popular in China again because of the mobile value uh, that the system brings to the table but on top of that the quality of the games the type of games that are coming to the Switch uh, just kind of mesh with Chinese culture. And I think it's something that could definitely uh, have a significant impact on Nintendo's bottom line if this does, in fact, turn into a countrywide rollout. Uh, So hopefully that is what we will see, because uh, at the end of the day, it's all about getting games to people. It's all about allowing people to experience the games that we are getting on a day-to-day basis. And to be able to open that entire Switch library uh, up to the Chinese market would, of course, be the ideal situation again will it ever be completely and totally opened up probably not if we're being honest with each other here but to be able to have the switch and a selection of games that have been approved uh, that is exactly where we want to see this entire situation moving Uh, but I suppose we will see what happens over the course of the next few weeks as this story does begin to unfold Uh, probably even months I would say this is going to be a slow rollout uh, if we do end up seeing this turn into something pretty big but again big start to anything at all. So let's talk about streaming, because right now you are watching me more than likely on either YouTube or a podcast service, but of course we are streaming live on Twitch. However, Twitch is still the streaming king according to Streamlabs, though YouTube is gaining ground. And I tweeted about this whenever this report came out yesterday. There's something about statistics that just gets me. Not creating them, I'm Absolutely horrible at math, but what I do love about statistics, especially when it comes to the streaming culture, uh, is that you begin to see kind of the competition between Mixer, YouTube, and Twitch primarily begin to flourish and blossom. And oh, it's blossoming, all right. Uh, YouTube reaches 24% of Twitch's total streaming viewership following its merger of YouTube Gaming with YouTube Live. Twitch is still far and away the king of streaming platforms, but in its first quarter of the year, YouTube's streaming services began to rapidly gain ground. According to Streamlabs Q1 2019 report in partnership with NewZoo, YouTube Live's viewership numbers reached 24% of Twitch's total viewership numbers in the last quarter. Despite the gulf between the two, YouTube Live's average number of viewers per channel last quarter was a whopping 52 compared to Twitch's 26 and Mixer's 11. YouTube Live's exact total hours watched, streamed, and number of unique channels were not directly compared to Twitch and Mixers in this quarter's report from Streamlabs due to a change in how many channels the data was collected from this quarter. Streamlabs says that its data gathering has improved and that for 2019, YouTube Live's numbers will include all channels, not just the top 100. Twitch saw a total of 2.7 billion hours watched in Q1 of 2019, up 7% quarter over quarter, and YouTube Live was at 651 million while Mixer had 89 million. Although YouTube still trails, Streamlabs says it is currently experiencing rapid growth since the company moved YouTube Gaming into the YouTube Live hub last year. As for games, Epic Games remained the most watched publisher on Twitch, where it has stayed for a year now, of course, that being Fortnite. However, it may soon be dethroned. Fortnite lost 10% of its viewership from Q4 of 2018 to Q1 2019. The game had 337.2 million hours watched last quarter and dropped 9% this quarter to 304 million hours. This was in part due to the rise of Apex Legends, the platform's third most watched game and the second most streamed game last quarter. Riot Games and Valve began to pick up steam as well. Well, with Rad Games just narrowly missing, beating Epic out for the top spot. And again, that is pretty much a highlight reel of what this entire report did entail. But I would encourage you, if you are into this kind of statistical information, if you are into the streaming competition that's happening between YouTube Mixer, uh, Facebook Gaming even, uh, Twitch, of course, it's incredibly interesting to see the analysis that goes on behind the scenes with these numbers. So what exactly does it mean? Uh, Twitch is by all means still the king of streaming. It is not going anywhere. Uh, Twitch just does something right in that even as somebody who does watch streams on Mixer, as somebody who watches streams on YouTube and even on Facebook, uh, there is something about Twitch that they have just created a product and created a way to stream uh, that is completely and totally untouched by the competition. Now, the competition does come close and can often provide a lot of opportunity for those that do want to try an alternative form of streaming. But there's something about Twitch, both on the viewer end and on the production end, that just gets it right. Uh, And so I think that whenever you're looking at what this means for the future, you are going to be seeing the competition grow. Uh, But on top of that, the industry itself and the entertainment uh, media of streaming is going to begin to grow more and more as the years do go on. Mixer is going to continue to grow, but if I had to estimate, I would say it's going to maintain this kind of ratio as compared to Twitch and YouTube. It is always going to be a lower kind of streaming platform when it comes to viewership numbers, when it comes to streamer numbers, etc. That's just the way it's going to be. So overall, again, to summarize, I think the industry itself is just expanding and we're beginning to see some fluctuations here and there. But Twitch, of course, is more than likely going to maintain its dominance uh, throughout the the entire industry and again very shocking i think uh, that youtube lives average number of viewers per channel last quarter was a whopping 52 uh, that is a good many people considering that's an average of you know that that's big you know as compared to twitch's 26 and mixer's 11 But again, we will see where this does go over the course of the next few years. And again, I will have that article linked down below. If you did want to check out the full report, I would highly recommend giving it a look if you have not done so already. And again, some people are into that, some people aren't. I find it incredibly interesting to me. However, let's talk about Halo the Master Chief Collection. Because of course, it is coming to PC. Very exciting time for those of us that are Halo fans. But it could be delayed, or at least the testing itself could be delayed. Halo the Master Chief Collection testing could be delayed according to an update posted yesterday on the Halo Insider. It was hoped that the PC testing would begin this month, though at the time Halo Community Director Brian Gerard was keen to stress that this could change. "I'm still optimistic this will be the case, but it's also possible these plans may not fully land as we initially hoped," says Gerard in yesterday's update. While the team is making good progress, he is understandably cautious about setting expectations for when testing will roll out. It seems that Reach looks and plays great on the Xbox One, but PC is considerably more complicated and requires more work. Internal play tests are happening though, and while it's looking less Less likely we will start testing in april it hasn't been entirely ruled out either you can check out the full and detailed update via the link which is in the article which i have linked down below Halo the Master Chief Collection was confirmed for PC last month, and it will include Halo Reach, Halo Combat Evolved, 2 3, Halo 3 ODST's Campaign, and Halo 4. Each game will be released individually and in chronological order, and of course, you can check out an entire summary via PC Gamer. Uh, but this is a big deal because, again, Halo hasn't been at home on PC in quite some time, and to bring all of these games in one big collection uh, onto the PC is something that so many people are looking forward to. And again, the testing was supposed to begin for the first release this month. Will that happen? Probably not. Uh, If they are hinting that it might not happen, that gives them comfort to push it back. And with all due respect, the comfort is deserved they should be able to develop this game and develop this collection at a pace uh, that creates a good product that's what it really comes down to because if you pump out a game or a game collection and you are on a specific timetable whenever you have to be done at a specific time you are going to rush you are going to cut corners it's like if you do a paper the night before it's due yes you are going to literally have a worse paper nine times out of ten And so with the negative publicity that the Master Chief Collection has already gotten since its release on the Xbox One uh, a couple of years back, I think that to be able to flip the narrative here and to be able to say, hey, this isn't ready, let's not play it quite yet, and put your foot down and create a genuinely good product to then release to people who will then say, oh wow, this is fantastic, that's the route to go with this. Uh, So is testing going to be delayed? It very well could. At the same time, I would rather have a good test that would then turn into a good game rather than a bad test that could turn into a mediocre game or potentially a good game but again good experiences people Let's bring those good experiences I, I, I don't need it right now the Master Chief collection's been out for almost five years I don't need it this very instant I can wait just a tab. But again, very exciting stuff, because I love Halo. There is something about Halo. There is something about that monk chant. There is something about that guitar riff from Halo 2 that just, it is it, man. I love that stuff, Uh, and I cannot wait to get it on PC, because that's just, it's something that really just does hit home, as somebody who grew up uh, playing Halo and kind of, ah, I just, uh, it's so exciting. Yes, unfortunately, however, you will not be able to read about the PC release of Halo the Master Chief Collection in the Australian edition of Game Informer because it has been shut down. Long-running magazine Game Informer Australia has been shut down following cuts made by its owner EB Games. Game Informer Australia editor David Milner announced over Twitter. This follows a months-long attempt by global parent company GameStop to find a buyer. Their share price suffered, Milner writes. This is a result. The American version of Game Informer will now be sold in Australian EB Games stores instead in light of the closure of the local publication. Game Informer Australia published 113 issues since its launch in 2009. The magazine sold through EB Games stores across australia and in spite of the game close excuse me in spite of the closure still sold well over the past year Readership was up 19% over the last year, adds Milner. Recent ad sales, however, did not reflect this. EB Games' parent company, GameStop, recently announced its lowest drop in stock value since 2004. In its fourth quarter report, GameStop reported that new hardware sales decreased 9.8%, with new software sales decreasing 7.8%, and pre-owned sales declining 21.3%, but that accessories, digital sales, and collectible sales all increased. The company saw a fourth quarter net income loss of $187.7 million, in the last quarter. And total global sales for the 2018 fiscal year decreased by 3.1% to $8.3 billion. And of course, that's something we have been talking about over the course of the past couple of weeks here on Caffeinate. But very unfortunate because as somebody who loves the gaming media uh, to see Game Informer Australia shut down I think is always going to be something that I perceive as a negative of course game Informer itself is still around uh, here in the states but to see uh, this localized version a more international version whatever you want to call it uh, taken off shelves I think kind of takes away from the the personality of EB games in that specific region I think that's really what local I say local uh, regional would probably be about word i think that's what regional magazines bring to the table is something of a of a skew you know it's something that caters to that specific audience and so of course game informer itself is something that can be read globally it's not something uh, that is necessarily focusing on uh, such as politics of a specific region or uh, you know specific happenings in that specific country it's nothing like that uh, but to again take away that specific regional skew i think is something that's always going to be a negative However, this is part of GameStop's overall plan to, you know, uh, maintain its existence uh, because as big as it is and as significant as GameStop is, there is still a lot to recover from here. There are still a lot of things to prove to investors, to people that want to get back into GameStop. There are people that need to be satisfied, and the the bottom-of-the-barrel, like, foundational people that need to be satisfied are the customers of GameStop. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And so uh, if you have to cut a couple of corners here to maintain operations while uh, these customers are brought back into the stores, I guess that's what you've got to do. So again, to those uh, impacted, uh, I do hope the best. Of course, uh, tons of people wanting to get into the games media today. But again, a lot of little publications cropping up, stuff like that. And of course, if you got on at Game Informer, you probably have a couple of writing shops up your sleeve to go ahead and pad that backlog of work. So hopefully everybody lands on their feet from this. And again, always bad when anything anything shuts down. Game developer, publisher, media, whatever it might be. You never like to see people lose their jobs. And that's pretty much what we're seeing here. However... Ironically coming to us from Game Informer, a remake of PS2 Era Shooter 8 is coming this November. 8, based on the 1984 graphic novel of the same name, released on PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, and PC in 2003 and didn't quite set the world on fire, but the cel-shaded look meant to emulate its comic book roots helped the game stand out at the time. Now, 16 years later, the game is being remade for modern audiences, coming to the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, the Switch, the PC, as well as Mac on November the 13th. Previously published by Ubisoft, the remake is being handled by French publisher Microids, I believe that's how you say that, there are two dots above the I, and I'm not a linguist, I don't know what that means. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to say microids. That sounds like something you don't want to catch. I have a terrible case of microids. Uh, and developed by Play Magic, they released a couple prototype images that imply the cel-shaded look will be making a return, but the teaser trailer sets the tone for the story more than anything else. This will be a direct remake of the original 8 game, which followed the story arc from the first five issues of the graphic novel. No word on whether or not David Duchovny will reprise his role as 8, but as sadly, Adam West has passed away in 2018. The role of the General Carrington will presumably be recast. Eight followed the titular Eight and and N... Amnesiac, I apologize, I didn't expect to be going into a summer here. Fall the titular, eight. And, 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 um, God, I can't even read today. An amnesiac who wakes up being accused of murdering the president, and with the only clue to his identity being his numeric moniker tattooed on his body. The Belgian graphic novel was later made into a miniseries starring Val Kilmer, and there have been a couple smaller attempts at video game sequels in the past. This seems to be a more concerted effort to revitalize a franchise that you have been forgiven uh, for completely forgetting about or otherwise missing entirely. Uh, And so if you did want to check out a pretty cool looking game coming out this November again on the PS4, the Xbox One, the Switch, the PC and the Mac, if you did want to dive into it now is there a spot for this i think so again if it is released as a complete and total remake that's a pretty big deal uh, i would see this being something of a playstation 2 classic release on the playstation 4 more than anything but to be able to bring it uh, and put a new coat of paint on it especially in an era where cell shading is now a very widely uh, loved adored and adopted art style for gaming i think definitely could be a pretty profitable way to bring this game to more people and you know give it the limelight that it deserves really when it comes down to it uh, that it might not have gotten back in the day also i love the comic book look of the game itself but again coming out november the 13th which is looking to be a very busy date in the gaming industry there are a lot of big games coming out on that day this year it's a very exciting time november is always massive again last year we saw a trend to go towards october and november but november specifically oh my gosh it's looking to be a very very crowded month but until then you might be wanting to dive back into overwatch and you could do that on a brand new escort map because overwatch's new escort map takes players to cuba just a few days after launching the PvE-focused Storm Rising event, Blizzard has revealed a- even more content for Overwatch is arriving in a not-so-distant future. A new Escort map taking place in Havana, Cuba, will be going live on Overwatch's PTR servers soon. The map will likely follow on to console versions soon after, per Overwatch's regular method of dispensing content across platforms, and of course you can check out the official trailer for Overwatch. Havana, if you did want to see it on Twitter. And overall, it simply looks like Havana and it looks great. Um, I don't know what else to say about this. You know, when it comes to Overwatch, of course, the maps themselves are glorious. They're vibrant. Uh, The world they have created is very, very impressive. And that's exactly what you're seeing here within the world of Havana presented here via Overwatch. Uh, But new content, always good. Again, Overwatch has been around for quite some time now and still has a very large following and they have uh, improved the community overall over the course of the past few months as more anti-toxic measures have been taken to ensure that people have a good time when they play. And so if you did want to dive in, I would say this is probably a pretty good opportunity uh, to do so. And again, you have the PvE-focused Storm Rising event happening right now if you did want to get in on that specifically limited-time event. Uh, But, hey, new map, that's a pretty good deal for me, if I did say so myself. Uh, However, I did want to round out today's show with a freebie for you. And it's not coming from me, because what do I look like? I'm made of money? No, I'm not going to give you free games. Huh. Ha, that was, that was a good one. Uh, but you, yes, you can get Transistor by Supergiant Games for free right now on the Epic Games Store if you did want to give it a look. Again, this is just uh, the next entry in a slew of games that have been given away for free. And I believe starting on May the 2nd, you are going to be getting World of Goo uh, for free, which is a classic game uh, that I have played multiple times on various consoles. But hey, you can get it again on PC via the Epic Games store. However, right now, Transistor is out right there. Uh, Large glowing sword, checkmark. Fast action RPG by the creators of Hades, checkmark. Stunning sci-fi setting, checkmark. And large glowing sword, checkmark. Again, Transistor, beautiful game. A very vibrant, just a good world to dive into. Uh, And I would highly recommend checking this one out. And again, as I always say, and I know you guys probably get tired of me saying this, it's free. You have literally no reason to not get this just dive in and get it. Even if you don't play it today, you could be playing it over the summer, over the next year, whatever you might be doing, you just have a copy of Transistor there waiting for you. And again, I will remind you as well, I don't have a slide for this one, but hey, Assassin's Creed Unity, free right now, uh, via Uplay if you did want to dive in, uh, to uh, get in and check out the Notre Dame Cathedral in that Assassin's Creed Unity. However, that rounds out today's episode of Caffeinate. Of course, if you did enjoy today's show, be sure to drop me a like down below if you are watching on YouTube. Of course, if you are listening via podcast services, I appreciate you being here as well. And for those watching live on Twitch, I appreciate you. And of course, the show is hosted five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern time if you did want to check it out. But until next time, you guys have a fantastic weekend. I will talk to you soon and peace.